Hi there. Welcome to Shrink Chat. This is the companion show to our main podcast, Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm joined every week by my friend, Kathy. On this show, we talk about psychology and media and whatever else comes up. It's a bit looser. So hang out and welcome to Shrink Chat. Hi, everyone. This is Shrink Chat with Shannon and Kathy. This is that episode. Well, my headphones aren't even on Where yet. we are just Christ, I mean, you just jumped right on that this, thing. I wasn't even ready. This is that episode where I get yelled at. <laughs> Been recording since Tuesday. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get yelled at today. That's what's happening because we're both a little tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Kathy, let's get on the show and have a good time and laugh and stuff. And she's like, I'm tired. <laughs> Listen, um, <laughs> I'm like, okay, should we record anyway? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Just be quiet here for a second. I'm trying See, to, I'm, I'm looking at, at um, told you. Bob Lovin' Dog, you're our winner for March for trivia. For March, yeah. Yeah. For sure. We're not announcing the overall winner. No, no, no. For March, though, you, for sure, you're our gal. <laughs> nice. I want to go over um, last week's trivia. Okay. So the question was, in what movie do you see Jason Voorhees' hockey mask, Leatherface's chainsaw, Michael Myers' mask, and Freddy Krueger's glove in an evidence depository? The answer is The Bride of Chucky. Oh, my God. I would have never known that. Yeah. I guess when he gets arrested or something like that. They're all all, there. Well, all that stuff is in an evidence depository. (laughs) That's yeah. quite the little Easter egg for somebody. I yeah. assume the filmmakers did that on, for fun. Yeah, on for fun, yeah. For sure. Like as an homage. Yes. Good job. We are now in April. Yeah, we sure are. It's April 3rd. And April Fool's, huh? Maybe that's what's happening. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so next week what we will do is we will look at... Um, all of the participation that has happened and Kathy will announce the winner of our second uh, prize box. So that'll happen next week with the trivia. For those of you who don't know, that's what happens every three months. Now we will take into account the, everybody who participates in the trivia games on Instagram and you get some stuff. And we'll send some stuff. I, I do want to mention that this is not one of the things you'll get, but I am going to tease the fact that Kathy is wearing a Terror Talk shirt. We do have that. We're not making them, really, in any kind of big, vast way. But we Not made, yet. No, not yet. We made a couple of, uh, what are they called? Examples? No, that's samples. not the word. Samples. There's another word, though. Okay. We're too tired. <laughs> We're making samples, so I have one, and Kathy has one, and we're going to try them out and wear them around town and wear them. T- She's literally tapping her pen at me. The impatience. I'm talking about the shirt you created. Why do you take that as impatience? I just felt like tapping. Because be... I read behavior. No, but that that's not <laughs> what I was doing. Okay, what were you doing? I just was waking myself up. Ah. Yeah. I see. So see, you see how behavior can At be your misinterpreted. Expense. Yeah, see, yes. I have another trivia question. Whatever. I wanted to talk about the shirt. No, f- please fill everyone in. No, no. You go ahead. Nope. <laughs> so that's called passive passive aggression for anyone who doesn't 
who doesn't know when you go like, no, no, I'm good. That's well, we're, really we're passive planning aggressive. on doing some events this summer and we wanted to have. Right. That's why we shirts. did the shirts. We were thinking of going to a, a horror convention this summer and we were chatting about it and we thought we should just be our own. We're not going to have a booth or anything. We're not like to that point. A booth? Where, a booth. <laughs> we're not going <laughs> to have a booth. That, we're not to that Shannon's point where Canada. we want to. <laughs> we're not to that point where we want to do anything like like that but we do want to go and explore it as um conventioneers and we thought we could wear our terra talk shirts and pass out stickers or some shit i don't know yeah i like them so far i haven't tried mine on yet yeah but they look good it looks good on you well duh whatever <laughs> to your trivia okay the trivia is you're going to go over to uh, the Candyman post on Instagram, the new Candyman poster I put up. Great. So just fairly recent at the top. <laughs> um, okay. The film Get Out was influenced by whom? <laughs> She's literally got her fingers out at me. And what did this individual say to influence Jordan Peele's theme. So, <laughs> Get Out was influenced by whom? And what did this individual say that influenced Jordan Peele's theme? You're a mess. <laughs> Get at it. You're a mess. <laughs> Ridiculousness. There it is. All right. <laughs> you had to do that. The listeners may not have heard that, but she threw her book down and it made the whole... I've been really good about not hitting the mic. Microphone reverberate. Whatever yeah. you say. That's what I said. Okay. I've been really good at not hitting the mic. She's really... It's really painful right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's really painful. She just like, least, she'll just say like two words and the then sun, look at me. The sun's still up. We, it's been daylight savings now. Okay, yeah. So let's talk daylight savings because springing forward is rough. You lose that hour and it messes with you. This is a Kathy Reads the Paper moment. So this is our segment that's <laughs> called Kathy Reads the Paper. She actually has a paper in front of her, by the way. The article is entitled. That she bought at the corner <laughs> store. It's CVS. You make it sound like I'm, growing, I'm like in a small town. You're at the market. <laughs> Bar bought it at the, uh, the town square. All right, I'll stop fucking around now. It's called In the Fight of His Life Over Changing Clocks. And it's basically an article about um, people in prison who... I'm just going to read this piece. How about that? <laughs> Whether springing forward or falling back, Scott Yates has always hated the ritual of changing the clocks. In autumn, when the clocks go back an hour, he finds himself depressed and weirdly discombobulated. It's dark by five o'clock and he sinks into a funk. One day while he was in mid bluster, his wife challenged him to halt his semi-annual rants and do something about it. The former newspaper reporter and tech startup founder accepted the challenge. After scouring the internet and coming up dry, he launched hashtag lock the clock six years ago, dedicated to snuffing out twice a year time change. What began as an annoyance became a hobby, a seemingly quixotic uh, quixotic battle with time that has prompted a larger conversation about how Americans want 
to live their lives. So the article goes on to discuss, it's specifically actually about um, how people in prison are affected by this. Oh, interesting. But it talks about how time change can actually cause a lot of depression and confusion and um, how they're looking at getting rid of it. Yeah, that that's what I thought. I thought that's what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess not. Um, here so we are. Someone did the math and found the sentences were 5% to 10% longer um, there are people in prison who would be out if they were lucky enough to be sentenced before daylight saving. Mm. So it just talks about like people's judgment, decision-making moods, all of that, how it's affected by daylight savings. Um, so I don't know. I mean, what do you prefer? Do you like the, the longer daylight? Do you like <laughs> yeah, it's the funny. shorter I, days? I was talking about this with a colleague of mine the other day and I prefer, I prefer the longer days. Mm -hmm even though I am a night person. So I'm definitely a night person. Although as I age, I, I certainly get up and do stuff in the morning and I like my mornings and stuff, but I am absolutely wired to be a night owl. Mm -hmm. um, it's where I'm often get a lot of great ideas and I'm more creative, et cetera, even though I'm exhausted. Um, but I, so I like, uh, see, that's what's tough. My colleague was saying that she likes it when the nights are longer. She likes the days to be shorter because she's a night owl. And I thought about it and I wanted to agree with her because I know I'm a night owl. But then I was like, no, I like the longer days for lots of reasons. One in particular is that people seem to be in a better mood for mm -hmm. one. The other is that uh, I like getting out of work when it's daylight. I do too. And I think <laughs> with our work, like I know for myself, like I sometimes do more midday work. Mm -hmm. um, unless I'm teaching, I'm teaching in the evening. Me too. Yeah. But I think that I, I will say my favorite time of day in the summer is um, dusk is the end of the day, right? Dawn's, yes. Yeah. D dusk where it, the sun's yeah, just barely starting to set. If you're at a park or a barbecue or something, it's all a pool party. It's always my favorite time. But this is what I find. What do you think about these statistics? A number of studies uh, points to show more heart attacks, workplace accidents, traffic deaths, and sleep issues surrounding daylight savings time. Most of them happen just days after the clocks move forward in March. That is bizarre, Because it, I, I guess is what they... So Dr. Beth... Mallow, I think is how you pronounce it, a sleep disorder expert and neurologist at Vanderbilt University says the literature supports a modest increase in strokes and heart disease. It throws your whole sleep cycle off. We need bright light in the morning to wake ourselves up and be alert. It's not just an hour change, but a change for eight months. Some people adjust easily, some never adjust. Hmm. So it creates health complicated. I would think it would be the opposite. I would too. Yeah, I just think it's... it's um. That's interesting. I just really wouldn't, interesting. I just wouldn't think that. Because I, I, I love when I'm like, oh, my God, it's not going to get dark at 4 o'clock anymore. Yeah, I mean, I don't like losing an hour either. But, I mean, I certainly didn't like getting up this morning. Um, but and You just lose an hour for the one day. But it doesn't feel like that, though. I'm, like, messed up for, like, a week. I mean, and I think that's what these articles, this article is kind of talking about or what we're talking about is that there's – it has a more profound effect than just – we lost an hour. Right. So even though it sounds incredibly simple and matter of fact, it, it obviously has a lot of repercussions that we don't really think about, I guess. It was, a, it was adopted in world war one to save energy. Huh? Yeah. Okay. But, it, but it, it says, I think it has a lot of problems in the middle of winter with four months of later sunrises. 
we tried that nationally for two years during the energy crisis in the 70s, and it was so unpopular, they ended it after the first year. So when they were looking at getting rid of it. Mm. Um, but that's why they're saying, like, it's important for people to have a sunrise in the morning and not getting up when it's, like, totally dark. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Once I'm adjusted, I adjust fairly well to it, but I adjust well to like um, jet lag and all that too, except um, if I'm coming back international, like Africa is a huge, I usually sleep for like the next day. But in general, if I'm traveling domestically, I usually adjust pretty well. So daylight savings, I just like having a longer day. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I would agree with that. I just thought that was interesting. It is interesting and relatively talk topical. It was, um, it happened today for us, but we're pre-recording, so it's been a couple of That is what it is. It's been, uh, That's why we're a little groggy. Yeah, it's been like a month. And we <laughs> so, also are recording later in the day than we usually do. Yeah, so by the time this episode airs, we will have had it for a month and we'll be just fine. But right now we actually are recording on Daylight Savings Day. Um. So I can offer that I have not watched any horror, but I watched three different comedy specials. I get, I'm, I am a comedy buff. I like my comedy specials. Mm -hmm. I like, I particularly like going to live comedy. Mm, yeah, you've said that. Um, but I haven't been doing that lately. So on Netflix, there are three that I would recommend, um, depending on the kind of thing you like. And I'll, I'll just describe them shortly uh the first would be taylor tomlinson okay uh she is a young stand-up comedian female um and she's done a special that's on there right now it's like it's i i don't know by the time this airs if it'll still be like trending or whatever but she's an, she's an interesting person she's got a style that's very she covers a lot so she's she's because of her age and generation i think um she talks really fast and her her mind and ideas there's just a lot she covers a lot of ground you know there's some comedians that are slower with the story mm -hmm. and and really let things go and and they don't really mm -hmm. tell jokes that kind of thing she is not one of those people she it's it, but it is funny she yeah. is hilarious how old is she you said um, I don't know how old okay. she is, but she's young. And I, and then I looked her up cause I hadn't really, I mean, she's been, she's, she's widely known as like one of the youngest headliners. Mm -hmm. So, and she talks about that a little bit in the special, but, um, she's been on Jimmy Fallon and Conan O'Brien and comedy central and, um, all of that. And this particular special is called a uh, quarter life crisis. So 25. Okay. Um, Yeah. It was really good. I would recommend it. Uh, and then another one I watched was Ali Wong's. Oh, and by the way, Taylor Tomlinson has a podcast too, which I have not listened to yet, but she has a podcast with two other female comedians. So I'm going to look into that. Ali Wong also has a new special uh, called uh, Baby Cobra. Oh, she's funny. She's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, you just looked her up? Yeah, I, I couldn't think of who she was, but she's funny. And her first one, I think, was called Hard Knock Wife. I watched her on American Housewife. Yeah, she's one of both the of her specials she's done when she's been very, very pregnant, which I think is oh, hilarious. <laughs> to me, that's just hilarious. She has um, good timing. She's very funny. And so I, th I think that even if you're not married and you don't have kids, it's still hilarious. Like sometimes, you know, when you watch comedians and you don't share their like life situation, it can often be like not as funny to you because you just 
you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and I, and I imagine that people who are married and have kids will find it personally funny for that reason. But I can tell you that watching it, you, she's just funny. It's, it's a good special. So baby Cobra, and I believe that's her second one, but, um, she's incredibly bright. I mean, she had a Fulbright scholar and stuff like that. So She's a bright one. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one I watched was Ronnie Chang, I think is the way it's pr pronounced. Um, he's pretty darn funny. He's a no So this is a special that I passed by a bunch of times. <laughs> you know, when you're flipping through the mm -hmm. Netflix and you just, it, it keeps promoting something and you can see from the ratings that it's something that you're matched to, you know, it yeah. gives you a mat like 96% match or whatever. And then it also keeps coming up and you can see that the ratings are really good and everybody's mm -hmm. really loving it. And for whatever reason, you just, you just keep passing by it because mm -hmm. you, but I was having this comedy jag and, um, you know, he was in crazy rich Asians and I started watching it. I actually started watching it because someone's then then someone in my life said, "Oh, this is really funny. You should watch it." Okay. And then I was like, "Okay, like, uh, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah." We, you and I have talked a lot about how, like, yeah. Then three people told me I needed to watch Sex Education or whatever, yeah. and so I finally did, type of thing. So his was this was, um, it's uh, I think the special is called Asian Comedian Destroys America. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and. It's so funny. I mean, he's funny in that movie, but the, he's he's hilarious. And it's he doesn't have an affect that you're expecting. And he's got a different take on things. And he, you know, he's profane, FYI. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it was really good. It was the first one I watched. And then I watched Allie. And then I watched Taylor. And um, and then all three of them were pretty, were good. Yeah. I was like, this is, because I have had not had some good luck lately. With comedy? Y yeah, with the they're specials. Really, they're hit or miss. They are hit or miss. I tried to watch Seth Meyers one, and I, like, halfway through, I was bored to tears. <laughs> Seth Meyers is really good at what he does for animation and voiceovers. I don't know if I could watch a whole stand-up of him. Well, and you know, he has that late night show, too. Yeah. So, I, and I've never watched that. I, I've mostly known Seth Meyers recently, like very recently in interviews, like okay. his Howard Stern interview yeah. or that, and he's very enjoyable. So I can understand well, how he would. Well, different than exactly, being on. Exactly. Yeah. Very different. So like, in other words, I enjoy him as a person yeah, me too. and his stories and interviews are really funny. And, and so I can see how he would be a good talk show host, but then I, I clicked on that and I don't know. I, I'm so sorry. I got bored and turned away. I didn't even finish it. Good to know. There's that. Um, what about you? What have you been imbibing? Uh, my usual shows, but I also started watching the documentary, the Gabriel Fernandez documentary. Yeah, I want. I'm going to watch that because yeah. I would like to do another um, child crimes episode. Well, I teach. So. Uh, I teach quite a few classes at SC um, for the Masters in Marriage and Family Therapy program there. But I one of the classes I teach, and I actually teach both sections of it, is. Um, child elder abuse and domestic violence. So I'm actually thinking about having my students this summer watch this documentary and write a reaction to to it because it really speaks to uh, corruption and burnout within the DCFS and social working system. Mm -hmm. um, also, uh, culture plays a big role in, in how they didn't take this case seriously, how the system failed this little boy 
um, and just and really looking into um, how it got so far that he died mm-hmm. uh, under the care of his mother and her boyfriend and how the law enforcement, all that came out a number of times. Um, you know, and, and this happens a lot when we make DCFS calls is they'll say, well, there's not enough there to um, make a report or to investigate. And I don't know. I wonder how much has to do with culture and um, the voiceless and, so far, it's supposed to redeem itself in the end, meaning it's supposed to end, um, my understanding anyway, is that it ends on a more positive note. I'm just a few a few episodes in. and, and You're I, in the really demoralizing part. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I've worked in, on some family law cases, and I've seen the system do this. Um, I've seen corrupt social workers removed from cases. And, and I, here's my thing. I don't have anything. I, I don't want to make it sound like I don't like social workers. Um, there are many, many amazing, hardworking social workers who are incredibly burnt out. But just like in any field, psychologists, therapists, doctors, oh, yeah. police Absolutely. officers, um, there's corruption. And um, when you're dealing with children and the family system, it uh, can have long-lasting effects. So, uh, so far, it's 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 really good, um, but really hard to watch. Yeah, like I said, we've been... You know, we've just been talking about what we're going to do episodes on. And I think I said to you the other day that I was having like a creative jag and I had come up with a bunch of episodes that <laughs> different topics that I thought maybe we could do going forward. And one of them was, you know, one of our we mentioned this on the hundredth episode show where we did a little bit of a retrospective of the different things that have been popular on the show. And we did an episode on child crimes mm-hmm. that has been one of our most downloaded like twice as many downloads as some of our shows, um, episodes uh, on uh, JonBenet and um, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the other little girl's name, but I'm trying to find the case that's going on right now. Um, Laura, the one who, they can't find the kids. Yeah, yeah, that's another one too. I'm sure there's going to be a she's now on trial. Yeah, and there have been two or there's a new JonBenet um, thing uh, doc, and then there's this one. Does Gabriel Hernandez, and then there's a couple of other ones. And I just thought, I feel like we have, not only is it something that people are interested in learning about, but it does feel like that uh, you and I have a, um, a take on it as well, because we both work with children and mm-hmm. families and in the system. Like when you were talking, I was thinking, I work with social workers and CPS every day. Yeah. So in, in it just so happens in my current job right now, because our referrals are from that yeah. system. So mm-hmm. And then there's all of this media on it, and I feel like we probably need to do another episode. Yeah, Lori Vallow is who I was thinking of, but we might want to even, depending on how much information we have about the case, when we do that episode, it might be worth talking about because there's a lot of occult stuff in that yeah. and doomsday stuff, and um, just like we've seen in other uh, child capture okay. things where there's like JC Dugard. Yeah. There's that. just the, the strange sort of cult like or belief system. And it was a JC who was, who was one of them was kidnapped by um, the husband and wife who had a, like a really strange. I think JC was. Yeah. But yeah. I, yeah. I, I can't. So I don't know, Lori, I just feel like we're going to be getting more information soon. I do believe they're going to find these kids hopefully alive. Um, but this case might be 
important to talk about in the next few weeks as we continue shrink chat because it's sort of live right now. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I know a lot of people are wondering where the hell these kids are. Yeah. So maybe, um, next week, uh, we can, I'll make a note yeah. to that. We should maybe look into it a little bit more and provide a little and bit. And I realize we're, we're recording ahead of time. So by the time people listen to this, there might be, might not be so topical, but there also might do be an more update. news. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah. And so you guys know, we often talk in shrink chat about the different things we're working on and the different things we're looking at and different stories. But then when we do a bigger like terror talk episode with a theme, kind of like we did this week with David Lynch, where we covered an overarching amount of his material and we didn't dive too deeply into it sometimes our terror talk shows are that in other words we might do a child crimes part two but we would pick two or three cases to look at and because as therapists we look at themes we look at the psychology the overarching psychology we look at the forensics and we try to make conclusions mm -hmm. we try to we try to look at more material and distill it and kind of extrapolate and, and educate in a way whereas on shrink chat you're really getting us in a relatively unfiltered way obviously the first 10 minutes we were asleep today so <laughs> and then we get into these things and start talking about them and then that's a lot of times how our our episodes are generated and so mm -hmm. we do we do consider the shrink chat to be a, a think tank type of show for us we talk about events we go to and movies and different things and so that's why um it's, I don't know, we like it because we like to, I like, personally, I like to see into that window mm -hmm. of the things that I watch and are interested in. And so that's what we're doing. That is what we're doing. So next week, I believe we're doing funny horror. Yep. Is that what we decided to do? Yep. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. So we decided that next week we are doing an episode on, like, let's talk funny horror movies. And that is in many ways because we've been doing a lot of serious topics lately it's also because it's our first episode back after kathy comes back from africa so we wanted to give her something fun to look forward if to. i'm not quarantined <laughs> this is true because <laughs> you got a cough and a fever yeah um so things like evil dead 2 and cabin in the woods and american werewolf in london and um zombie land and zombie land shawn of the dead shawn of the dead's my fave so stuff like that. And we're going to talk about funny horror in that genre. And I imagine in our research for that, we will come up with some themes as we always do. Uh, after that, we're going to do season one of Black Mirror, which takes us back to a more serious mm -hmm. situation. Although I'm a fan of black comedy and I find some things in that first season actually quite funny, mm -hmm. even though I yeah, know that's probably humor. not socially acceptable. Okay. <laughs> So that's the mid-April shows, the two shows, and we so appreciate you. So participate in the trivia, um, listen to the shows, participate on social media. Like I'm on Twitter. I love Twitter. Kathy's on Instagram. We're, we both have access to both, so you never know who you're talking with. But mm -hmm. um, And then the Facebook page too, like come out. Chat yeah. with us. We like it. I'm, I've been gathering ideas for upcoming shows, actually, for people, and I've gotten about five or six, so please keep doing that. Yeah. We enjoy you very much, and so thank you for listening. This is Shrink Chat. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. Mm -hmm. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. If you enjoy what we do here, there are two things you could consider. Subscribing and sharing our episodes on social media and checking out our Patreon page. Don't hesitate to contact us on Twitter, Instagram, or our Facebook page. We upload new episodes of Terror Talk every Wednesday and of Shrink Chat every Friday. Until then, goodbye and have a pleasant tomorrow.